Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You are in for a treaty. That's what I call treats now. Treaty. Just think it's cute. You guys are going to get to meet my girl, Celeste, holistic wellness queen. That's how I'm choosing to identify her, but she probably would use a different choice of words. She is a spiritually guided yoga instructor, a conscious food advisor, and somebody who uses her own journey to better health for her and her family to educate and inspire others. So I know that you all are going to love this conversation. It is good stuff. Let me tell you. Before we jump in, I want to thank our sponsor. The Today I Am Grateful Gratitude Journal is a 90-day journal to help you build your gratitude muscle. It's the perfect way to spend each and every morning taking a few minutes to write down all the things that you're grateful for and changing your entire outlook on life. You can find the link for that in the show notes and you can find it on Amazon. So I really don't want to take any more time. I want to jump right in. So without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend, Celeste Santiago. (gasps) I'm so excited. So I don't know if it feels the same way for you, Celeste, but it feels like I've been waiting for this conversation forever. I'm <laughs> loving that because yes, yes, I need more conversations with the real people and um, just people I admire. So I really Aww. appreciate you asking me to come on. Yeah, no, I'm so excited because I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I don't know her at all, but yeah. I feel like I do. <laughs> and so I have a whole right. bunch of questions for you. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, but I'm excited. Yeah, well, thank you for taking the time because I know you are busy yourself. And we met last year, just for background for the listeners, we met last year in a group with Sean Croxton, Mr. Sean Croxton. And what would you call that? Was it necessarily coaching, but it kind of, I mean, it included coaching. It was all around the brain. Like a mentorship circle. Yeah. Like we were learning from each other, not just from Sean, but really from each other. Um, and just, you know, all walks of life came together. So I felt like it was definitely a, a nice little mentorship circle. Yeah, I loved being in that group. But I did feel like maybe, I don't know how many, a handful of you guys had already been in a previous group with Sean and already had some familiarity. Is that right? Uh, very little. There was one, I, one um, I, I guess, more of a coaching program that he offered that I wanted to get in on. But then we made the joke, like I was kicked out just because I didn't mesh with, it was really specifically health coaching. <laughs> and, you know, and as you figured out, like, I'm just kind of like, like, jack, I'm like a jack of all trades. Um, but really, at the heart of it, a yoga teacher. So it didn't mesh very well with that first group. So okay. yeah, got okay. in with, the, with that one. Yeah. And I was a part of his, um, he had like a book club. That's what I it was. Yes, yes. I was, I sat in um, for, I think one session of that, but it just, the timing didn't work out 
to continue. Yeah. But it was, again, interesting how he just brings all these people together. Yeah. Yeah. And he, Sean's just, he's cool. He's like us, I feel like, you and I. Like, I just feel like he's our people, right? But he it's does real bring talk. in. Yes. He keeps it so real. And I honestly want to reach out to him and see if he'd ever be a guest because he says all the things I want to say, but I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? We just want to be little Sean walking around. So. <laughs> he's hilarious and he's good. But yeah, I do remember um, feeling like some of the people in there had some background with him already. And I was kind of like the new kid on the block, new to, new to everything. And I loved everything he did. One thing that I remember clearly about you, you made a comment and it was, it resonated with me so much because it had to do something about wanting to be not necessarily equal to your husband as far as being a provider and, but something about your husband, you know, he's been the one to provide or take care mm -hmm. of and mm -hmm. you feeling like, you know, you want to get there. You want to be able to be in that position as well. Do you remember that? I, I believe it was saying that I would love to be able to support my family if he was not there. Okay. Um, you know, support myself and my children if he wasn't there. But yes, yeah. to be to be a provider of, um, I, I believe, and, and that has kind of shifted a little, I have to say, from, from then till now, um, because it it almost hindered me a little bit, you know, to feel, uh, belittled me a little. And it took some of this personal development to realize, well, Celeste, you know, he was able to advance in his career because I was able to stay home and raise our children. So, yes. which is a huge job, as you know. Totally um, agree. You know, it's like for some odd reason, we think we're not getting a physical check <laughs> to pay for our time. And all of a sudden it, it demeans our purpose. But, you know, so I had to kind of take a step back to really analyze what is it that I'm trying to do here? Because I'm not saying that, you know, I'm against what my husband has done for us or that, you know, there's a competition, but it would be nice to kind of feel that settling that, you know, I could also provide financially just as he has. Um, that would be, you know, that was, I think, more of what I was going for when I had mentioned that, being able yeah. to provide financially. Well, I cannot agree with you more because, yeah, like the idea of just being able to do that and now knowing, like with reflection and all this personal growth and development that we've invested in, knowing that we totally can. We totally yes. can if we wanted yes. to. It's what your priorities are. And like you said, raising a family and staying home to do that, there to me is no more admirable of a job mm -hmm. and, and difficult of a job to do. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. it's important for moms to remember that choosing to stay home, maybe even if it's not full time, you're doing other things on the side, but choosing to kind of forego that um, position of being the breadwinner or being the provider that's that is such a just a, a worthy way to spend part of your life right investing absolutely in your kids. and i and i can take a lot of appreciation now but it, it there was a little bit of i think in our modern times we're seeing way more women that you know are like climbing up the, the ladder right climbing yeah. climbing climbing uh, but what i'm finding in my class are 
those same women who are exhausted, feeling yeah. that exhaustion. And so it really opened my eyes to see like, whether you are raising children or raising yourself up, like there's, there's ladders to climb either way. Um, so where can we support each other, whether we've decided to have children or not? Um, but right. yes, it is, it is one thing to be able to feel another, you know, another woman, another mother who took that stance, like I will stay home. I will be here for them. I will, you know, make our meals and, and make sure our home is, you walk in and you feel good. That's, that's a, a, a big job. And I think it is. some of it kind of got a little lost, a little unappreciated, or we don't have to, you know, we, us women don't have to raise families. We can go on and be a man. And it's like, I appreciate us feeling the space of being a woman strong enough to choose either way. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because either way is totally fine. You can make it, it has to work for you and your family. It's, it's what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so you've, you've come to a place of realizing that, no, oh, this is what I've chosen to do up until now is the way that it's, you know, best for me and my family. And that's, that's mm. the right way for us. Yes. So let's talk about the yoga because, and I also remember shortly after we connected from Sean's group, uh, on Instagram and I saw this big girl video and I was like, Oh, she's my girl. I love her. And so I want to know more about yoga. I, I don't really know anything about yoga, to be honest with you. When did okay. you get into it? When did you turn it into a business? What type of yoga do you offer? Cause I know there's different forms or styles, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. It, we, we could be here forever talking oh about my that. Gosh. But, yeah. <laughs> but we'll go back to, I was 19 years old when I was introduced uh, to yoga. It was running into a well-known teacher at my high school. I never personally took one of his classes, but he was just known for his uh, gentle heart and big mind. Um, he made you think. I actually was lucky enough to um, be a part of a circle called Natural Helpers, where I was uh, selected, I guess. You know, when I think back, um, I was selected by peers to be what they considered a natural helper. And, and it was the, the role of the student to be that person that another student can come to if they weren't comfortable going, you know, to um, a counselor or, or someone of that nature. And he was a part of that. So I was able to experience his heart and his drive. This um, was a group? This was a group. We went on retreats in high school. What? I was, it was really cool. We went away to um, the center in the woods, staying in cabins where what? we came together and we had sharing circles. And that was, it wasn't introduced as yoga, but looking back, that was like my first taste of, of holding space for others and then feeling the support to be able to share myself because, you know, we, don't feel that way. We don't feel safe a lot of times, right. especially as adolescents growing yes. up. Um, so I was very lucky to be a part of that. And then fast forward a little bit, right after graduating, I ran into him and he said that he opened up a yoga studio. And I was like, of course I have to, I'll try it. I'll try, uh -huh. You know, I kind of vaguely think, heard the word yoga. Um, but uh, so I did, I brought actually somebody that I was working with at the time. I was feeling a little lost. So honestly, it just, you know, when the teacher, when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I feel like I just, I get that lesson mm -hmm. so many times. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so he opened a studio on his property. His his garage was transformed. I want to say he called it the old yoga barn or something of that nature. But I was so lucky to get a really traditional sense, meaning he brought really like the true, like um, Southern Indian culture of yoga. So, you know, yoga is based, uh, it's really a philosophy and it's, it comes from the same weaving, the same quilt, as I like to say, um, from the Vedas. So ancient texts of India, same quilt, uh, Hinduism was born. Not a religion. So I just kind of want to make that distinction. Yoga is separate. It's a philosophy. It's a thought uh, process. But he, you know, the people that were coming to his class were of Indian descent. Um, he brought very traditional Indian chant music. And I just remember falling in love. It was just like, wow, I felt calm and peaceful. And he was, his gentleness came through. Um, we were introduced to poses, but there was really the sense of just being okay with the present moment. So I'll never forget that. You know, that's how I was introduced. I, oh, I wow. stuck with it. Yeah, I stuck that's with big, it for a while. That's a big thought or realization for somebody that age, right? 19, 20? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had, um, this was coming back home. I, I had just finished a year um, at college, away from home, you know, so I did that whole, when we to college, that's four hours away. I had that experience and it never felt right. So I came back home, but I was a little lost. Uh, I went back to school to just, a, you know, a local community college and um, was working um, just got on an end job. So I just, I already felt that, like, where am I headed? So this fit perfect into my life right at that time. Um, and so yoga kind of stuck with me. It was that thing I always went to wherever I lived. I ended up moving out of state and just the next state. I'm born and raised Hoosier, so from Indiana, but moved to Illinois. And um, anytime I felt that little disconnection, it was like, where's the nearest yoga studio? Oh, and yeah. so... You know, that it just stuck with me as, as the thing to go to. Um, and I was also kind of figuring things out spiritually. You know, my faith was being questioned. I was raised Catholic, but I, again, it didn't feel like home when I had a choice as to what I, where I wanted to be, where I wanted to spend my time, how I wanted to serve God and know God, you know, on a level that felt true. Mm -hmm. And I would get that inklings from yoga but again yoga is not a it's not a religion so uh we would they would speak of source um depending on the teacher if they were comfortable or not they would say god i was always comfortable with the word god you know i never shied away but i did feel like i had to know who god was on my terms yeah um and so, so it's like a it's like an experience yoga that opens you up absolutely to that yeah to that can open your mind okay. absolutely uh -huh. opens your mind and your heart i like to say that you know there's a mystery that can come on your mat um so again when i look back i'm very uh grateful that my experience with yoga really helped touch you know that part that spirituality part that i wanted because uh, many times you'll you'll go into a yoga studio and it's more just fitness based mm -hmm. really 
physical you're you know you're like let's go let's go let's go one two and it's yeah. you know it's, it's kind of heart pumping and and I didn't have that experience I had the kind of down home traditional you, you know we're going within kind of experience so I would make the joke because I was I was uh in the corporate world for a little while working those 12 hour days uh coming oh my back gosh home. I can't picture it Celeste Oh my goodness, (laughs) that was me. I wanted, you know, I wanted that life. I wanted to, you know, I had the the thought I was going to be a VP of something. It was going to be VP. I was going to be vice president of some kind of company. Um, And, you know, uh, some years in, it just, it was hard. It was hard Um, keeping up, you know, keeping up and, I would make the joke, I should just quit and become a yoga teacher. I would say, I, but there was a joke. It was literally a joke. But finally, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like, it finally kind of stopped one day. Like, you know, that's wow. not a joke, Celeste. But um, it came at a time where I found this wellness center um, near where I live. I was kind of, I was really hurting. I was in, I was in a place where... I was um, physically and uh, mentally just not very well. Um, this is coming after two children. So both of my children are born and they were pretty close in age. Uh, my second child was born just shy of a few days of my first child turning two. And um, a lot of uh, autoimmune symptoms started really popping up. At the same time, my children were experiencing their own issues uh, related to food allergies and sensitivity. And it was, it was tough. It was tough on us as their parents to see them go through it. Um, it was tough as a mother to feel like I could not help them um, as well as, you know, feel my best. You know, you're, you're thinking you're a mom and you're, you're going to love most of the moments. And I was kind of you know, I had my Bible by my bedside reading, um, you know, the Psalms, like crying out to God, like, why is this happening? Oh my gosh. And so it was, you know, it was a, kind of a low point where then I found myself at this wellness center, this beautiful facility where I felt that coming home sensation, just like I did. And when I walked into my first yoga class at 19 and I was like, there's something here, there's something here. This is, this is, you know, something's here to help me. And I went into what they have, they have a salt cave. A I don't know if you've ever cave? been in. Yes. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I've never even um, heard of it. Oh my goodness. Gotta, where you live, girl, I'm sure there is a salt cave somewhere. I'm looking for a salt cave. I'm going to find one now. <laughs> I went into the salt cave and um, had this just absolutely amazing it was like this awakening just reawakening as i like to say um i felt deeply the presence of um what who i who i can refer to as christ honestly felt this deep love and was literally like you're going to get up and you're going to be just fine and i so i felt like okay that's that's what i needed to hear i went upstairs Literally, the first flyer I see is uh, something referring to yoga teacher training. I grabbed it, <gasps> came home, and I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. And my husband's like, when was the last time you took a yoga class? Oh, my <laughs> And I'm like, gosh. been a while, but it's, it's, 
it, it's a testament that it's, it's something that it's within you. You know, it's an alignment of spirit in some way. Yes. It's not just what you do physically with your body. No. So that it's, uh, I, can, I can tell just by the way yes. you're describing everything. Absolutely. This wellness center, actually, I do work at right now to the, um, right. It's one of my, it's one of my part-time jobs. Um, I love it there so much that I ended up working there, but that's where I got my yoga teacher training years back. And it has been one of my special places ever since. So, um, but yes, they have a soul cave. So going back there really quick, it's this room where it's really dedicated to just you listening to a guided meditation, the room itself is um, constructed where the floor is completely Himalayan pink salt. Oh There's my gosh. salt crystals embedded in the wall. So you're breathing in, you know, like these negative ions that are being um, emanating from the salt, Himalayan salt crystals. So if, you, if um, anyone was interested, they could do, you know, just a little research to show like the benefits of uh, visiting salt caves. You know, I say the first couple of times, it's really just to help you relax, uh, kind of like, you know, to feel into your breath. But there are some research that shows uh, frequent or compounding visits can help respiratory issues. Oh, my goodness. Uh, really, for me, it was it was emotionally, it was mentally. But um, yeah, so check it out. This, this, there's got to be something in, know, in San Diego. <laughs> something's coming to my mind right now. There is a place in Encinitas, which is like 20 minutes from where I live. And mm -hmm. I think it's called like the Friendship Gardens or something like that. And I remember looking mm -hmm. it up during COVID, of course. And mm -hmm. it, it kind of sounds similar to what you're describing. Because um, Wellness Center can mean so many things now. Like right. there's so many different things going on. So you never really know. You have to dig a little bit. Yeah. But definitely I feel feel drawn to something like that because mm. it just there's an energy in all of that like and then just the spirit like you mentioned guy it guided you there that day mm -hmm. when you saw that flyer for yoga training and all the trials that you had been going through up until that point they were for a purpose they were for a reason that absolutely led you there and led you to take that next step of pursuing the training and now yes. you can offer that to other people. So it's amazing. Yes, absolutely. To, to look back, right? We can always connect the dots looking yes. back. And it's like, wow, just to yeah. see that transformation. You don't know it. You have no idea what's coming as you're, as you're even just thinking the thoughts, right? That's just right. The, the birthing process right there. But when I just see it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's nice to look back and just and, and feel like, I was guided and that's how yeah. I know the presence of God is, is here at all times pouring through. Oh, um, I love it. Yes, absolutely. So, and so for, as far as like personal development, um, transformation, has that all kind of been packaged in yoga? Do you feel like, or have you done things outside of yoga to help with any transformation that you've had? Definitely outside of yoga. Uh, things have come into my life as well. Um, during the, the period, I, I, I like to say it's a hard, you know, the, that hard period where yeah. it, it was like, where am I being guided? That was one facet, but I was introduced also to, um, Sean Croxon. I, as a matter of fact, I mean, we're going back to about 20, I want to say 2013 or 2014. 
Um, and at that time, he was doing underground wellness. Oh, my gosh. I've been following him for a while then. For a while. I want to say it was a family member that might have introduced me. Um, and, you know, and I I was very open at that time to all things wellness because I was in a, such a bad state. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I learned about organic foods. You know, oh. I, we didn't grow up knowing what that term right? even meant. Right. So uh, dipped into that. And that it just continuously, I think, un- unveiled my personal transformation. So, you know, like I said, yoga was the, uh, it was always there. Remember, this is going back to 19. I would go back, you know, to a class here and there. But uh, that deeper study came, but so did other individuals, really in the health space, because I wanted to be well. That's all I wanted. Oh, and my gosh, yeah. You know, it's going from doctor to doctor to doctor, testing to testing to testing with no answers. You, you get very, you, you can, for me, especially, you know, I just got bogged down. I was exhausted. And like I said, I had two young kids. So it was like, I had to be well for them. I had to be well so I can um, really enjoy life again. Mm -hmm. And um, so a lot of information health-wise came my way. I learned about healing diets at that time, uh, GAPS diet. I don't know if you've ever heard of. No. Um, it was, it, it, I mean, I was reaching, trust me, I was reaching and things were coming our ways. And we tried a lot of things that I know did help. It did kind of help get those legs up to feel a little bit better. Um, but then after, let's see, listening to Sean for a little while, he introduced me to Bob Proctor. Mm. And from there, I think mm-hmm. that really expanded that there was this other facet. There was mindset, you uh, know, like so I knew. Powerful. So, right. Like I didn't have that word yet. I, I knew like health and nutrition was important. So learning that and I could feel how it would kind of rev us up a little bit, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't until then mindset came in where I was just like, that is it right there. That that kind of helps to put another piece of the puzzle as to this uh, way of well-being. Oh, like a I full love spectrum, it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Once you learn to make those small but powerful shifts in just the way you see things or choose to, to look at things and have a new perspective, it, it changes everything everything. You hear that a lot and it may sound cheesy to some people, but it's true. Like your thoughts are so powerful. Yep. Absolutely. And like you said, uh, just a moment ago, you know, uh, the energy you feel right. The vibrations, um, it's, I mean, that's, what's always flowing in through us. So that's when I learned truly, it, it brought a sense of that we are God's creation. And we hear that, you know, especially if you're raised in a home of, of either a particular religion or belief system, uh, that we are God's children. But it really became, it felt like truth that we are reflections of God. Oh, yeah. So that energy is always pouring in us. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop. We block it. So that's when it started to come together. Like, how can I bring the practice of yoga that does make me feel like good about aligning with source, you know, the source of my understanding um, and inviting others to remember that because then we can get into, you know, a little bit of the blockages 
that we create in our minds. Mm-hmm. And um, as I study yoga philosophy, there's certain terms in Sanskrit, and that's the ancient language of yoga, that I can point out, you know, like Perusia is, and I am horrible at Sanskrit, so if anyone's trying to fact check me, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I'm not the one that's teaching Sanskrit, um, but Perusia is it's spirit, and it's energy that is always flowing, and so when I was learning personal development and, you know, re- having to retrain my mind, it's like to see that, that spirit that's always flowing, feeding us, feeding us. What can we do with that? Such a powerful thing when you think about it, you know. Um, but it was the personal development that helped me to understand that what we can do with that is to recognize our thoughts and to understand that really there's two ways of looking at things. We can stay in ignorance, which is just not knowing, right? That's what ignorance means, or the pursuit of knowledge. And so it's like if I really am feeling disconnected if i'm just kind of like you know that i've just allowed too much to flood in i'm feeling either overwhelmed just go back to that energy is flowing in through me i can choose to stay in ignorance or follow the path of knowledge Mm -hmm. and so it's like if i can simplify it like that you know it's not going to be as hard Right. At least that's the hope, right? And right. so that's what I honestly try to um, bridge in my yoga classes that I offer. So it's taking the physical aspect that we do see here in the West, that we have really um, seen yoga as, as a physical practice. Mm-hmm. And there's something to it. You're going to feel stronger. There's physical, the physical benefits, just like any other kind of, you know, I would say exercise regimen you practice, you will feel better physically. You will see the physical manifestations, the benefits. But for me, there's got to be, there's, you have to bring in source. You yeah. have to bring in God so that you remember you're a reflection of that. And we can use that time on the mat, not only to strengthen physically so that we feel well, but also bring in the, however you want to call it, the non-physical, the metaphysical, the you know, the spirit aspect. Yeah. That's what I get is that when you allow that spirit to flow through you and be open to that, that actually propels you. That actually gives, fuels you with the strength, Mm, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then it's it's like, you're going to come off of this mat eventually. So what are you going to do with Uh that? Right? (laughs) So what's the type of yoga that you teach? What is it called? So I refer to... My style, uh, and you have heard me say this before, and it's funny because Sean, he just, I can still hear him like, (laughs) but it's reverse body prayer because um, at the same time, like I, I, you know, I do say like it's vinyasa style and it's hatha style for someone who has never taken yoga. It's like, what does that even mean? Um, And uh, truthfully, if we, if um, here's my teacher hat, so I'm going to put my teacher hat on just for a moment. (laughs) You, You go back almost every physical style that we, that is being offered in any kind of studio or gym today comes from what we know as Hatha style yoga. And it's just these particular poses um, that uh, we just, you know, we sample from. We literally sample from that. And there's been power yoga, uh, vinyasa style. Okay, that's um, the one I've heard the most, vinyasa. So, yes, so, you're, okay. so those are kind of the terms that you'll hear. 
And those are, those are specific. Like if you're going to a power yoga class, those are typically either if the studio is strictly teaching that style or it's, it's many times at a gym and it is really physically focused and it could be a little faster paced. Um, so sometimes, you know, I feel like if somebody's never walked into a studio and that's their first experience, you know, they may like it, they may not. Um, but that's where, where I kind of feel like, I want to offer a little bit of the Hatha style. So it's taking particular poses, fitting them in your body, and then you holding that pose at the same time breathing. And that's where your strength building is coming. So I do say that you're going to feel more of that style in my class because we're going to use poses that we're going to hold for several breaths. But then we'll bring in vinyasa, which is placing one pose after another kind of like a nice little weaving of sorts uh -huh. you know so we're flowing so you may hear that a lot too that's that's kind of like the buzzword in yoga is flow okay um so it's just moving from one pose to the next and uh but with body prayer it is bridging so bringing in the physical aspect but again remembering that you are there to align with the source of your own unique understanding, oh, to allow it. that energy to flow and just be open to the magic that happens. The clarity that can come from just remembering that even though you're physically in this body, moving in these poses, you're connecting with your breath because the breath connects us to all things, all beings. Yeah. Um, you know, breath, it's referred to as prana, again, uh, Sanskrit uh, of yoga uh -huh. philosophy, translated into life force. So we bring that in and it's really only, it only lives in the inhale. So you bring that in, move and continue holding that space for the duration of the practice. So that when we come off of the mat, go into the world, we may, we may hold on to that alignment. And that's where we answer from, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of what my wish is for those. You come off of the mat and answer from that space. Uh, of clarity, of alignment, of focus, of faith, of well-being, of at ease. Oh, so it can be a tall order, but if, you know, if, if I do my job of helping you bridge those two together, it may happen. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And is this something that you're doing for only in person or do you have anything virtual? Well, I'm, I'm currently going back to virtual. Uh, there's a group of ladies that I just adore so much. They, they were some of my very first yoga students back in 2016 um, when I first started. And then the pandemic hit. We weren't having yo outside yoga classes. And I got on kind of the bandwagon of, well, let me just start this whole Zoom thing. Yeah. Let's see what this is about. Hey, ladies, you want to join me? And sure enough, um, we've been doing it ever since. Oh my gosh. And I, I want to, so, I want to try it out. I definitely want to try it out. I love that. I, I even told them yesterday, cause we just started back up. I took a hiatus for a little while because we were meeting every Sunday. Um, and we, and then summer hit this past summer hit. And I was just, I was always busy, um, for my weekends. I do teach at outside studios as well. The wellness center, I told you where I work, um, I teach there. That's where I, I receive my yoga teacher training. So that's home base for me. But there's another great studio locally that I teach at. There's something about coming together physically 
that where just like you said, where you feel the energy. Uh So it's powerful. I love teaching in person. I I never want to get away from that, but I am offering more um, online. I'm going to be offering more online um, classes because sometimes it feels good to not have to leave the house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's some pros, right? There's definitely some benefits to doing things online. I am over. I, after COVID, I despised being on zoom for anything at all. And I still avoid it every chance I get. A class would be different, though. It's not like I have to, because the thing for me is just sitting still in front of a screen. And I'm like a, I look like I'm on crack sometimes because I move so much. I'm so antsy and I I get fidgety. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, I would love to have you in class. I'd love to see you. Yes, because calm a little bit of that that, that fidgetiness. And I feel like I'm always craving, um, like, just the need to feed my spirit. Like I think all of us mm. do at different levels. Maybe I'm a little more than most people, but I just constantly love to feed my soul. Absolutely. And to I do mean, it in different ways. And this is an amazingly unique way to do that. I feel like. Mm, absolutely. And that's, I think what we, what we do share, even though we're not physically together, we can still support each other. We can still have this community coming together uh, to f- yeah. you know, feel that support because when yeah. you feel supported you're just more open to to continuously feeding that as you said you know that desire for your well-being but yeah. spiritually right not just physically and so that's something that does tend to bother me I try not to sound very judgy yeah. um, you know here in the yoga space and you know I've had my fair share of using social media of just showing the physical aspects you know, because there's an art form. I do feel that there's an art form. When you feel strong in your body, you kind of, you can move past a little bit of just the fear Uh and the doubt of what you're not capable of doing. And many of these, um, what we'll we'll term as advanced yoga poses, that's what typically shows up, right? As like, I kind of, I'm here. And I really would love for others to just understand that you could lay on your back for 30 minutes, moving in a way that feels good and right in your body, never have standing on your head, never even have gotten, maybe even stood up on your feet, but still feel yeah. the power of your physical body, right? Yeah. Of what your physical body is capable of. Yes. Um, because these are our temples. These are, this is what houses Amen. our spirit Preach within. Yes. So... Yeah, so be feeling good. Does that ever frustrate you? Did mention something about getting frustrated a little bit, and I'm with you. Like that, so many people don't care for their body, their temple as a temple, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess just care for it the way that we should. I, I it frustrates me. It's girl, I'm with you. There's another aspect I I haven't touched on, but that I'm studying now because again it it really just came it all came to a head like let's study this like stop saying and do it but uh there's a form of medicine known as homeopathy that i have used since about 2009 and i really want to be able to offer this as well so not just yoga again touching on what really kind of filled a little bit of that space for me in, in my healing was understanding health and nutrition because we can support our bodies. And if we follow the mainstream, you know, it's all about convenience. 
it's all about uh, what you can get as quickly as possible in your mouth and, you know, not feeding this physical body the nutrients that is needed. And, you know, food and supplements can take us only so far, but you have to always choose. And that's where I'm at with my children right now who are 10 and 12. And, but they're kind of being, you know, they're kind of being like, I want to have a little bit of my individuality, mom. Everyone else is, you know, drinking Sprite and Coke and Arizona iced tea. And, you know, um, I want that mom. That's what I want. And so I kind of have to be that guiding light for them to say, honey, you got to read the label. You have to understand food on a different level. That's I'll tell you. Oh my gosh, my my son, what is his, what is, what is his, well, he thinks he's hurting me when he, mom, you're such a health nut. <laughs> Ooh, low, like, low, low, I know, I know, low, and I'm like, I am, you know, and I'm proud, and I, you know, would just love for you to have a little bit of that too, so I know just, I have to remember just keeping the example, but allowing them, you know, a little bit, but one of the other things that we incorporate into um, our lives is homeopathy, because we do, you know, I think human health is kind of complex. It really, it can be. Uh Um, So spend the time that you're here to understand what fuels your body. Right. You know, take that time, be open to other things, especially coming off of, you know, the last two and a half, three years of a certain, you know, and I, and I, and I hope this is okay to say just a a certain narrative, a certain way of living and I'm like, you have to question it, y'all. Yeah. You have to question yeah. it. If it doesn't feel good in your body and you're mm-hmm. seeing things and you're doing research on your own and it doesn't sound or feel good, then, you know, yeah. find things that do. So yes, I'm totally with you that these, these bodies of ours, it's our responsibility to keep them as well as possible. And one of the one of my um, heartfelt things is there's a courageous pursuit for your true well-being um, because it does take courage. Mm-hmm. You can follow what everyone else is doing. You can do mainstream. You can do. You can go the route of convenience. But if you're not feeling well, it's time to make that shift. It's time to make that change, and only you can do it. Yeah, and I have so many thoughts with just taking care of yourself and seeing, because it hurts to see so many people that I love and care about and in general who have so many ailments or things Mm -hmm. going on with their bodies and their minds um, that they're Mm -hmm. suffering. And yet I see so many habits that are directly affecting that or contributing to that. And so it does get frustrating. It does get, um, a little bit tough and tricky to, yeah, like not bash or judge, but at the same time, you feel a certain way about it and strong opinions. Yeah. I was laughing at your, your son calling you out with the labels because I'm a huge label reader and I do it Mm. obsessively because I look at not only like the ingredients, I always want to make sure that whatever I'm eating is actually a a whole food that I can read on the label. Mm. And, and sugar, I'm really trying my best to cut down on sugar. And so I'm always looking at sugar count. And just last night, my son was like, you don't have to read the label of everything. I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) And so do you. But like you, I try to kind of be balanced with his choices as well, because I don't know how you 
grew up eating, but I ate crap. I mean, we were Mm -hmm. eating frozen fish sticks and corn dogs and pop tarts and like everything bad. Right. I mean, I didn't know any better. That's what I was fed and given. And even into my young adult years, and I didn't get a food awareness or health, health conscious until gosh, just maybe five ish years ago. And that's when I just, you know, made a huge change in the foods that I bought and fed my family. But my son, like kids, they like a lot of the junky stuff, right? And so, yeah, yeah. and it's hard because you don't want to say no to every single thing, but you're not going to support it either completely by loading your refrigerator and cabinets with these things. So it's balance. And I, I... I do give some dirty looks when he's eating Oreos or whatever it is. <laughs> and I'm like, you're only get, you know, I'll go buy groceries and I'll have him pick a couple things and that's it. And that's kind of like my, my bargaining yeah. chip. You can choose a couple things, but that's it. Like if it's bad right. and it's bad for you, it's not going to come from me. I'm not going to do that to you. Yes. I, teach you and I think that's beautiful. That's, that's yeah. a, you know, a, a good compromise because... <laughs> We are, you know, we we live in modern day times in our American society where convenience trumps almost everything. And why is that? I mean, we're always rushing to the next. You know, we do have we do have a lot of responsibilities and and things that we do sign up for. So it's taking it's it's really holding up a mirror. And as you said, like those who are suffering, it's like when have they held the mirror to themselves to say, okay you are the one choosing right. to continue this way. Um, but I will, you know, I, I hear you. There's, it's a struggle and it can be. I am no, even though I, I appreciate how you came to that light of treating your body like a temple. So you want to feed yourself with the best uh, foods that you possibly can find. And you have to read the labels because our grocery stores are not there for our well-being. You know, no, they will they're provide not. some of the food, but it's mainly convenience. For me, yeah. it was, I was sick and I wanted to be well. Yeah. And many of us wait <laughs> until that time uh-huh. hits us. Yeah. So, you know, That's take, I, I really honor for you to, you see it before that happened for you or for your children, you know, and that's what I try to really instill in my children. Um, but for them, we kind of had a, we, we also had a unique, not only was I sick, so I kind of was falling into the paradigm of, um, of going to my doctor for every little thing, getting the antibiotics and then noticing it took that mirror holding up, you know, to myself to notice that's was that's what I've been doing for quite some time and now I have asthma and now oh. I have severe allergies and now I'm getting you know allergy shots and my oh prescriptions my are getting stronger and this was before I turned 30 oh, so wow. it so I really you know that's when I said I was kind of introduced to the concept of organic foods because I wanted to feel good and I wasn't feeling very good, you know? And, How long did you started to f- see the, the change? Uh, so we could, f- like we, we could, my husband and I, you know, we would buy little things. It started with just little things like our organic creamer. And it was funny. I remember friends would come over and say, what is this? You know? <laughs> and, um, and, and it's so funny to think back. And so I, I did, I, there was a shift where I felt better physically and I wanted to keep going. So then I learned about acupuncture. 
because um, at that time, my husband and I, we were also hoping to start a family. And here I am turning 30. And we weren't very successful in that area. So when I did a little research, something popped up that said, you know, acupuncture could help with that. And I will tell you, four months after my first acupuncture visit, not only did I not have to use my inhaler, which was a, a daily part of my life, um, we became pregnant. And so that really helped solidify health and well-being. But you're going to have to search for it. Yeah. Um, you because, be you know, these that. things, the acupuncture was not well known. I mean, who was, you know, who wants to sign up for laying on a table and getting these little needles, you know, um, uh-huh put into your body but I'll tell you it it doesn't hurt um but it was it was amazing and you know and I could see that after years of prescriptions then for four months later to be off of an an inhaler to me was like there's something there Mm -hmm. so that honestly it's never stopped Barbara like learning Mm -hmm. has never stopped I keep learning I keep asking questions I use my own body as, um, you know, I, I test on myself. I don't wait for all of the research to say, hey, this could help you. I try it. If it feels good and I feel results coming, I'm going to stick with it. And that's the encouraging thing is that there, there is a solution for everything if you look, right? If you do mm-hmm. the work and look, look hard enough, you can find something to help you with what Absolutely. you're dealing with, right? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Good stuff. Have you heard of uh, blue zones? I just read a magazine with this article about blue zones in the world. Have you heard of that? Yes. Yeah, certain areas of the world where the people are very healthy living, you know, they have like longevity, right? Yeah. Based on their lifestyle and their habits. Mm-hmm. And of course, one of the things is the, the diets that they, ha- that they have, um, just whole foods, plant-based. And one thing that was mentioned in there, which is something we are terrible at here in the States is overeating, right? And they say that Mm. these people who live in the blue zones, they eat uh, to satisfaction, never to fullness. And so even though I'm pretty good about that, like my meals are well portioned and I don't ever feel like I stuff my face. There are times too where the food is so good where I do stuff my face and overdo it. And so I'm trying to be very conscious of that too, is just Mm. eat till I'm satisfied. There's no need to eat an entire plate or especially when you go out they serve us large portions right it's always yes they do like i always take half home for leftovers but yeah it's just a big thing here in the states and my daughter has been she's in europe now just for fun traveling and and that's always the thing that she makes note of is the diets she's like in the food the quality of the food Mm. whereas here you're right like we have to do so much looking out for ourselves with the ingredients and things that are put into our foods um because for whatever reason, our government just, it seems like everything goes. Yes. And so much yes. of it is so bad for us. It really is. And we've lost that connection that I think you see outside. I have not um, traveled outside of the United States, you know, besides uh, just maybe visiting Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, You know, I hardly call that <laughs> international travel um, to experience that, but that's what the feedback that I do here. And we have to think, wow, you know, the, they still may be holding on to the traditional way of eating where here in the States, here in America, we're 
it's still evolving, but there is a traditional aspect that we don't recognize. You'll find it if you, if you kind of speak to the older generation, you know, you speak to your elders, you speak to your great grandmother, if she's still alive, um, or even your grandparents, when they were growing up, how they had to process food, like knowing that right. and rice used to be soaked so yeah. that it can be ease, more easily digested. Many times it was just soaked in like a, a um, some type of either it was yogurt or some acidic, uh, you know, a solution of some sort because it was easier to digest and it created the probiotics naturally in the food. We have no concept of that whatsoever. Right. right. You know, where it's instant all the way. Um, so, and, and right now we, you know, I'm feeling a little bit of that tug with my children that are, that want to be, you know, they want to feel normal and even more so for them because of the, they have food allergies. So it's even more so whenever they can feel a little, as we say, you know, quote, uh, in quotes, normal, you know, it's unfortunately a food that I wish they would not yeah. eat. Yeah. Um, Turned this you know. food here. Yes. Yeah. So, but it's, but at home, I do try to bring in some of the traditional aspects. You know, we may not make our own probiotics, uh, probiotic rich foods, like our own sauerkraut. We'll buy what I feel like is the best one out there that, um, you know, may still have all of that. And it can help be that catalyst to keep going. You know, I just started again making broth, uh, bone broth, that Mm. is, uh, because we are starting to experience some, be unfortunate, um, dental uh, caries or cavities. And one of the things that I learned many, many years ago is bone broth provides many of the minerals that are not that you won't be able to find anywhere else we can't even take as a supplement um, because you know most of the mineral supplements out there our body doesn't know how to process and we just we just kind of excrete them out yeah so, there's a reason why bone broth is expensive i think at the store right here i think there's a little carton that they sell for i think it's almost 15 dollars. oh my g- girl yes Yes, that's another make reason your bone, why we're make going your own bone that's, a, that's one of the main reasons we're back to making our own is because I cannot, I, I just cannot um, fathom paying for, and you don't get a lot. You really yeah, you don't know. It's so, a small, small little container. Absolutely. So my yeah. hack is, you know what? The one thing I will do because I, I, I can't appreciate convenience. I'll buy, you know, the uh, rotisserie chicken that's already made at the store. And I'll bring that home and we will take it apart, use that for as many meals as we possibly can, and then immediately throw the bones into um, a stock pot with some carrots and onions. I never thought to do that. Absolutely. I just started adding, you know, I'll add garlic, I'll add cloves, I'll add um, bay leaves and let that go for several hours. For me personally, I find anywhere from six to eight hours um, is, is all you'll need. Many of the uh, the traditional ways will say to add maybe just a capful of uh, apple cider vinegar to leach out more of the minerals from the bones. I don't always do that because I kind of don't care for the flavor. And anything longer than eight hours, I feel, does affect the flavor as well. But there's still benefits to it. That's where we're making our soups and stews and what have you. So many options. 
so many options. You can, yeah, yeah, you can really go to town. Yeah. So that's just, that's just one of, one of the shares is, um, yes, is constantly knowing how can you feed your body. Um, yeah. I hear know. that from you. Like it's, it's, it's all of these things combined and a continuous, um, effort to learn and evolve and, and grow. Yes. I, I think our last it. breath. Yeah. <laughs> it and your, end till their last breath. <laughs> right. And your kids just by default, this is how they're being raised. And, you know, I can always, I always feel like they may not take on everything that they're being taught at that time. Um, but at some point, these things are, these seeds are planted and they do mm. take root. Yes. I can and appreciate so, you bringing that up. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think your your kids are in mighty good hands and they are lucky. And um, gosh, you said they're already 10 and 12. 10 and 12. Yeah. So they're they're getting to that age, teenage years, but you know, that that independence. Oh, um, I'll tell up, you. Coming up, girlfriend. When they, when they say new new level, new devil, they're not <laughs> new level, new devil. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Cause yes, it's like 12 going on 22. What's going Sometimes, on? Yeah. Here? It gets crazy at these ages. I know I have, my youngest is 13 now, but I've had two that okay. I've, you know, raised up and one was not easy and one was easy. And this one we'll, we'll see, we'll see which direction that goes, but it seems mm. to be, you know, okay. So, so far so good. So beautiful. Well, I'm so <laughs> glad that you took the time to come on and share all this knowledge and wisdom with us and gift us with, your story, um, honestly, I wish we had, I think we can easily talk for maybe another hour or two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to catch up on our own though. You'll, so, you'll bring, you bring that up in people. I have to say, you bring oh, that out, should I say, in people. So I appreciate it totally on this side. But yes, would love to reconnect. Yeah, we have to. Are you, okay, so now are you on social media or not? Uh, so I've kind of taken a break. I mean, they're still there and, and I'll get back. Uh, but I have found, yeah, that, you know, I do have um, I, Celeste's Yoga on Instagram. Um, I, and we'll I am put all on this Facebook. in the show notes, too, for people to connect with you. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, YouTube is still there the back of, in, in the back of my heart to to feed into. But I do have a YouTube video um, or channel, should I say, okay. uh, by Prayer Yoga. So that's that is in the works. Okay, so we have your YouTube and your Instagram. And then if mm -hmm. anybody wanted to join one of your virtual classes, how would they do that? Absolutely. I love, thank you for that. So bodyprayeryoga.com. I do list uh, the yoga options to sign up for the online class. Okay. Uh, so that is there. Yeah. Make it nice and easy for people. Nice and easy. Absolutely. Well, I will, be, I will be signing up and checking it out. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right, girl. Well, it has been amazing talking to you. We'll talk more. And you have to come to San Diego. I need to make my way back there. Yes, I honestly do. do. San Diego is so beautiful. So I can, and I love that you are there. So yeah. when I do, we are connecting. Sister. For You're sure. Take yes. me around, please. Yes, <laughs> we'll do. All right, Celeste, we'll talk soon. Love it. All right. Blessings to you, my friend. You too.